A lot of times, the desire for change is initiated by some type of trigger. The change generally requires you to let go of the past and define the path forward. Now imagine if that trigger was 60 plus years of domestic abuse. This is what my guest today had to endure. She has used her journey to inspire women to confront their fears and embrace their passion, purpose, and power. This is the story of L.Y. Marlowe. My name is Aruna Krishnan, best-selling author of the Busy Mind series, a trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. is an empowerment advocate and she talks about empowerment in terms of three P's. My passion is to write stories that matter and those stories typically deal with women. My purpose is to give back to my community through my nonprofit called Saving Promise which is a domestic violence prevention organization inspired by my family's story of five generations of domestic violence And my power is to empower other women to live their best lives. And I do that through my for-profit company called Monsterize, empowering women to confront and overcome their monsters, aka fears, and live their life. L.Y. shares how she came upon the three Ps. I shared that I come from a family of five generations of domestic violence. I have written my first book called Color Me Butterfly, which talks about the four generations of mothers and daughters in my family that suffered and survived over 60 plus years of domestic violence. My grandmother, my mother, myself, and my daughter. But it would be the story of my daughter's little girl that became the fifth generation when she lay on the bed next to my daughter as my daughter was strangled and nearly killed for the second time by Promise's father. My daughter's little girl name is Promise. And I remember, Arun, the night that I discovered my daughter was almost killed for the second time. I had just finished writing that book. I had to live the stories of my grandmother, how my grandfather horrifically abused my grandmother and her eight children, even forcing one of their three-year-old sons to eat a dead rat, about how my father horribly abused my mother, almost killing her to the point that a doctor told her she would not live through the night to raise her now five children, my siblings. She had three girls and two boys. And then by the time I was 16, how my 16-year-old boyfriend kicked me in my eight-month pregnant belly and almost killed me. And of course, how I would later go on and raise my daughter. And so I had just finished writing that story. And when I got the call that now here my daughter was, in this horrific abusive relationship and I remember going to Philadelphia that's where my daughter was living at the time and I live in Washington DC to get her and my granddaughter promise to safety and after learning the horrible night she had spent fending off this person to spare her and promise's life I remember the next morning I would write a letter to the only person in the world that I thought could help me and my family. And that letter started with Dear Oprah. 
In this letter, L.Y. basically poured her heart out about everything that had happened with her daughter and granddaughter. It was a cry for help, and it was cathartic at the same time because it helped her realize a few things. And that letter said, Oprah, if you cannot help me save my daughter, please help me save Promise. And those words would ultimately lead me to go on to launch Save Me Promise. In fact, that's where the title of that organization came from. That letter I wrote to Oprah, August 25th, 2007. And I would go on, I would eventually walk away from a 20 plus year corporate progressive and promising corporate career to, to, to build this nonprofit focused around helping other women and children and now men overcome and prevent domestic violence. NY invested a lot of time in her organization Saving Promise in trying to give hope to women that were going through the trauma of domestic abuse. She invested a lot of time and passion into that organization and it eventually started affecting her health, her relationships and her marriage. This inspired her to write her next book, Don't Look at the Monster. When I refer to monsters in the book, I made the monsters first person. So I didn't say I had fear and I had worry and I had doubt. Fear was a character. Worry was a character. Doubt was a character. And I brought them to life because they were part of me. And when the book was published in 2017 and I started going around promoting the book, I learned that women not only connected with this book, but almost felt like it gave them permission to talk about their monsters. And from that, I would go on to launch a new company called Monster Rise to help women confront their fear, their worry, their doubt, their limiting belief, their regret, whatever their monsters were. And now I use that platform to empower women to live their best lives that no matter what fear or worry or doubt or regret you're dealing with, you can overcome it and you can excel to live your best life, whether or not you have a purpose or a passion or power to do something, go after it because this life, especially after encountering the serious life-threatening health issues that I went through, especially knowing that every day, every day I say is a gift a lesson or a blessing. And that's how I try to live my life. And that's how I try to pay it forward and empower and inspire other women to live their lives. It's very easy to trivialize the fact that we wake up every morning. We take it for granted. If we stop to think about every day as being a gift, a gift of life, it can really reshape our perspectives. It can give us clarity on how we can improve both our lives and the lives of others. Elway talks about how that letter to Oprah became the catalyst for her finding her purpose. At that point, it didn't really matter whether she heard back or not. Because had I gone on Oprah's show, my whole legacy would have become, oh, I was on an Oprah show, right? That was like the epitome. I was on an Oprah show to tell my story. But I know God had a purpose for me to do more. And so it was, in fact, Oprah did give me a gift, right? Oprah did get back to me. Sometimes a no 
can be your biggest yes. Don't yeah. wait for somebody to give you permission. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for somebody to give you your vision or your chance or your voice. Create your voice. You know, my mama used to always say, and this is an old, you know, corny statement, you know, turn your mess into a message, right? We see that type of mentality in so many leaders. The lessons that they learn, they use to help others so that they don't have to go through the same struggles. L.Y. has used her lessons to build a nationwide organization that supports women that are going through domestic abuse, saving promise. I like to believe, Arun, that every tragedy on the opposite side of that is a trial. Every struggle, you get strength, right? Every pain, you could turn into a purpose. And so it is all in how you look at it. When we're in it, we don't see it, even me. And I'm preaching to the choir because this is a daily practice for me. We oftentimes don't see the gift until hindsight. Because when you're in it and you're struggling, when you're laying on that table at NIH, when you're on a brain medication and they're telling you you have a tumor growing in your brain, when you are, your autoimmune system has been attacked and now you have an autoimmune disease that you're going to have for the rest of your life. These are all the things I struggle with to this day. I'm on a brain medication as we speak because that tumor goes and it comes and it goes and it comes. But what I come to learn is there is purpose in that. I'm not saying that pain has to, you have to have pain to get purposeful. But I'm saying you have to look at it like, what is this here to teach me? What is this, what is this lesson I need to learn? What is the blessing at the other end of that? What is the mm-hmm. sacrifice that I have to make? And I try to look at that. Otherwise, I, I would just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be nearly as, gifted as I am. I know I'm gifted. Yeah. I know I'm gifted in so many ways. And I say that very humbly. Over the years, L.Y. has had to deal with so many different forms of trauma. And she tells us how she deals with that. Channel that anger. Even anger can be purposeful. Channel that, that dis- d- discouragement. Channel that despair. Channel it and use it. If you can't use it for yourself, what better service or gift than to use it for others? L.Y. talks about how empowerment and the definition of empowerment differs from one person to another. It depends on what each of them needs. And it might change from day to day. Mm-hmm. It might mm-hmm. change from hour to hour. If this morning you couldn't get out the bed, now you're out of the bed, what do you need now? What do you need tomorrow? What do you need to do to rise your life, raise it to a level that serves you? So that is that concept that they tell you to put the mask on yourself before you put it on others. What, what, are you, what, what do you need today in your mask to empower you so that you can serve others? How can I serve you? And how can you then Take that service and pay it forward. So whatever you need to be empowered to show up your best in this moment is what you should define as 
how you should empower yourself. It might be minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day. L.Y. points out that empowerment is a process and needs for empowerment change every day based on the situations we're dealing with. As we break down things situationally and figure out what we need in that moment, it helps us become empowered as a whole. And it gives us back ownership of our destiny. That wraps it up for season four of Lead That Thing. If you'd like to contact L.Y., you can reach her at lymarlow at lymarlow.com. Stay tuned for updates on Lead That Thing by subscribing on any podcast platform. Until next time, Lead That Thing.